0: with ryan reese this is live with ryan reese call now one 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag live ryan reese on his instagram twitter or facebook
1: and we're blasting off
2: <laughs>
3: yes we are
2: we are leaving earth and we're gonna go to the moon tonight <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, you know there's
2: this whole thing going on in the world with this whole, like, flat Earth, (laughs) the globalist. (laughs) You got the globe versus the flat Earth. Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking around. No one knows what to say. Right. Oh, I
3: know what to say, all right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So now, is the Earth like a beach ball, or is it more like a pizza with a lot of toppings?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you want to go there. We're gonna hold
2: <laughs> that thought for uh-huh. another mm-hmm. show when yes. we have our flat Earth specialist in studio. Exactly. I got a couple people for the flat Earth specialist. I want to talk to you about this. Who There's are been, your
3: specialists? You no, know,
2: it's top secret. Yeah, i right. Um, I'm gonna bring them out one day and interview them, and because I wanna, I'm gonna bring. You know what I'm gonna do? What? I'm gonna bring some flat Earth specialists. We'll have how many chairs <laughs> do we have in here? We have. What, we have four. One. No, we have four total. <laughs> Oh, but we need you and Sean. So we have one.
3: Yeah. We'll have to like have them come in and out. split the mic. Yeah, exactly. let split the mic. What, exactly. what we'll do
2: is we'll get a flat earth specialist. Right. And then we'll get a globalist, you know, the globe, uh, you know. And they'll
3: debate it. And then we
2: need like a, then Then we're going to get like a gnarly pastor uh, apologetics guy or, you know, maybe even like Don Stewart or right. something. So we'll just have like Gnar Gnar just in the room exactly. and it'll just be like just craziness going on. <laughs> And we'll have the the yeah. bout, and then if there's no winner, then we'll get a grudge match going. We can um,
3: if we, there's no winner. Come on.
2: Well, you know, I don't know these flatter specialists. <laughs> they 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 think that they have it going on. I don't know.
3: Yeah, that's they <laughs> new. They've had it going on for centuries, and now it's caught on again. You know what
2: I want? You know what, what I want? want? I want a flight. I want to take a plane. Uh, what what are, um what are they called? Uh, oh, what Virgin, uh, Virgin Airlines? Yes, they have a flight you can take. That leaves okay. the earth and goes into the atmosphere and it goes just into space just a little bit. I think it like goes oh, yeah. for like five yeah, yeah, or yeah. ten minutes. Right. I think it's like a million dollars or something to take this flight. Exactly. You go into space and then you'll know if the earth is flat or round. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to book a flight to go around the world and see if you could.
2: I've already been around the world. But you said you can't go around the world. I've been, around, I've been on flights around the world three times. But the flat earth specialist yes. would tell me that I didn't go around the world. I went in a circle around the pizza. <laughs> okay? you <laughs> So see you what went that? on the outer rim. Like That's what they would tell me. That's why I need to book that million dollar flight That's right to the moon and back. Yeah. That's why we're going to the moon. Exactly. All right. Let's come back to reality. <laughs> let's come back to planet Earth here. <laughs> All right. We are going to take calls tonight again. I have one of my friends, Nathan Robinson, in town from New York. He got on a red eye flight tonight. That means it's really late. It's 12 o'clock
1: at night for yeah, you. Yeah, it is. So anyone who's listening from New York or from the East Coast, we're Good on evening, your...
2: everyone. <laughs> we're on we're on your stations. We're on the bridge. Yeah. Which is New Jersey, upstate New York, and actual New York, right? Yeah. So yep. yeah, we're we're live out there. So it's going down. We got one of your people from the right side over here on the left side. That's and right. And we're gonna be taking your calls at eight triple eight hundred or triple eight. 564 6173. That's 888 564 6173. And like always, we have Melinda Reese in studio. Her Instagram is blowing up. That's right. She's live <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> And she's pretty much amazing, so that's that's pretty much it. But what I do want to tell you about before we start taking calls, and I'll give the number out one more time, 888 We'll take any calls from, I mean, dude, if you're struggling with faith, maybe you're struggling with things in life, you're going through storms, you're going through situations, maybe you're just in a position in your life and you're just asking God to do something epic in your life. You know, there's a question about fasting that we're going to get to in a second. We'll take any calls and we're gonna give you Jesus, what the Bible says, and if we have some kind of life experience with between the two, that situation and Jesus, we're gonna we're gonna impart that as well. But my brain has been hurting lately. You know why? Why I've been studying like crazy for the conference? We got the pastors conference coming up, it, the CCA yeah. Calvary Chapel Monday Pastor's Conference starts this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday mm-hmm. at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs. Yep. And uh to get the schedule, where do they go? Where, what's the website?
1: CalvaryGS.org. Okay, yeah, it's on that website too. But I thought they had a no. no they had another one. <laughs> yeah, um, I
3: think they have a CCA.
1: It's a website. Sean,
3: right where are you? We need
2: you. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. We are at to Sean Calvary. McKin.
3: I know we could go. You could go to CalvaryGS.org though, and there is a button you push, and you'll get all the information you need.
2: Yes, and it's open to pastors, leaders, leaders. and people that just want to. If they have a call. On their life to be they, a ministry. Yeah. And yeah. Just, just come down. Exactly. And go down. I got they they hooked me up. I don't know how I got on the roster, but I did. I'll be speaking the second day. And my message is gonna be about the call that God has on your life, the great commission that will fire people up so that we can go out and reach people for Christ. The the Christ that changed your life, your life, and my life. That's the one that we're gonna be preaching about. So it's going down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Go to Calvary G S org if you want to get involved again the number is 800 564 888. not 800 eight you say the number
3: <laughs> 888-564-6173
2: my point was my brain yes. hurts <laughs> I've been studying well, we're here to for help like five you. hours a day, and I'm literally tired right now.
3: Yes, I get it. Okay, I'm over it. Yes. So
2: check this out. This is a question that came in. I don't know if it was through uh, Instagram, Facebook, or just uh, my email address. But it says, Ryan, I know that you recently took off four months fasting and praying. I read about this in the Bible a <laughs> lot, and I need to know how to do this. How do I fast? Well, just to be clear, I didn't yes, take fast and pray for four up. months, or else I would have my bikini. That's <laughs> right. But I do not because uh, I love those tacos. But I did, during this, this process, I had to step down um, from teaching for a while because you know, we have the triplets and kids are getting a little bit older and it's getting, you know, it's, it's a lot. So I had to take some time for the family to take care of my first ministry. But during that time, I have been praying. I have been fasting to see what God wanted to do in my life. And the way fasting and prayer works, we could all kind of feed into this if you guys want. But for me personally, I remember I used to tell people, you know, you can fast from electronics and, you know, you can do that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a way to do it too. And I think that's a good start, you right. know, people that are addicted to electronics, exactly. great start. That's where I started. Um, cause I tried fasting before and I'd get all angry and, you know, I'd start cussing <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, dude, hungry, starving. <laughs> right. And I'm like, how do people do this? Right. But then I got to a place where I was really seeking God in my life. And I'm like, man, I want God to move in my life. Like God was doing cool stuff, but I'm like, I like, I read the Bible. I read about what he did with the prophets. I read about what Jesus was doing during his time. And then, you know, he imparted the Holy spirit to us. And then the book of Acts started and then the disciples went out and they just started tearing it up in the name of Jesus. Just full of the Holy ghost, fire and power. You know, they're praying for people. People are getting healed. Demons are being cast out. They're starting churches. They're, they're teaching, Peter gets up, he gets baptized with the Holy Spirit, he preaches, a bunch of people get saved, they're speaking in tongues. I mean, I was like, dude, I want it all. Exactly. So I was in a desperate place in my life recently where I'm like, dude, God, I want to go to that next level. So I decided I go, I'm gonna fast. Mm-hmm. One of my friends, Ronnie Feist, he dude, he fasted for 40 days. Wow. What? He started off. He's the one who got me all fired up on it at first because right. he was like, dude, God's doing these cool things. I'm getting dreams. I'm this is this and this is happening. God's doing all this rad stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I've been fasting. He was fasting for like, I think, two weeks on just water.
3: No wow. way. Yeah. I would have been angry. Angry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Then he, he couldn't take it anymore, so he went to the Daniel Diet, which is like um, vegetables That's cool. and right. fruit. Uh-huh. And he went into that, which is still hardcore. Yeah. And he finished that up. He went all the way 40 days on that. That is crazy. Him and, and, his, and his girlfriend at the time. Now they're married. But, dude, literally, God was doing radical things in his life. So I got all fired up. Right. And I just started taking steps by faith, like, okay, I'm going to fast a meal here. So, like, for instance, you know, maybe I'd fast lunch one day. Right. So I'd eat breakfast, and then I'd fast lunch, and then I'd eat dinner. And then... You know, what I learned is like I did one meal then I'm like, I'm going to do two meals. Right. And then it was like these baby steps. Then I did two meals a day and then I ate at night. And then I went to the point where it kind of started building up to where I would fast breakfast, lunch, and I wouldn't even eat dinner till like till I went to bed late at night. So basically say from like eight o'clock in the morning till I didn't eat till like I'd eat something maybe like at 12 o'clock at night, just a little bit. So I'd be fasting pretty much the whole majority of the day. So I did that for like five days straight. And like literally I was fasting because I wanted God to speak to me. There was things that were going in my life that I need to hear from him. Mm-hmm. And literally he was just started confirming things during this fast. But then he gave me the nugget of what I was looking for at the end of my fast. Right. And then, you know, there could be days when, you know, I was like putting my message together for the conference and I was like, God, I need you to speak to me. So I just fast. Right. And then he would confirm, he would confirm like what I was supposed to be speaking about. Right. Like I, you know, it just, that's the way fasting works for me.
3: So when you're, when you're fasting, mm-hmm. you're decided, okay, I'm going to fast my <laughs> breakfast or lunch or whatever. So during that time that you're fasting, instead of eating, are you praying or are you just going through your day knowing just praying just whenever, or are you actually taking that time to pray when you should be eating? Cause you're fasting that meal.
2: Question for me yes well it it works (laughs) you know i haven't put fasting in a box personally because then all of a sudden you get into this like okay i got to be doing this at this time or whatever i like to keep my relationship free and open with christ so i'll fast and i'm like i just tell god oh my god you know my heart right like i'm not eating Mm -hmm. because i want to get closer to you right i have to go to work today though
3: right i gotta work yeah
2: but i'm fasting because i love you but then every time i'd get those stomach pains of Mm -hmm. hunger right where I'm working or whatever, mm-hmm. I just say a prayer. I'm like, God, I love you. I want your will in my life. Mold me, shape me, whatever my right. prayer is. Exactly. And then I go on working and then I'm, you know, going to get, you know, do whatever I'm going to do in that day. I get another hunger pain. I say another prayer Right. or, you know, and then I make sure that as I'm driving to work, I'm listening to a Bible study. Right. When I'm driving home, I'm listening to a Bible study or praying or listening to worship because it's all worship, praying, reading, Listen to worship. It's it's all worship. It's all positioning our heart to God. Exactly. But this is what I do love and what I notice about fasting is that when you start fasting, literally, when you deny yourself... And you cut the food out. You literally cut the flesh out. Now you're more in tune to the spirit. Right. Because the flesh, you're like, see ya. Uh I'm not dealing with you right Right, now. Right, exactly. So therefore, when the hunger comes, you're already in a mindset. You're like, I'm fasting. Peace, flesh. So the flesh has no, it doesn't dominate your life. Exactly. You're not controlled by going, like, you can get that hunger ping. You're like, in and out, you know. But you're like, I'm fasting. (laughs) Beat it. Boom. And then all of a sudden, you're right back in the spirit realm going, I'm praying. You're just constantly in the spirit. Right. Exactly, it's sick. I love it. And even when I teach, I don't even like. I don't. I, I always fast uh, when I teach. You know, I teach at night. I don't. Right. I don't eat at all right. all day because I'm like I want to be in my weakest
1: point when I teach, so that when I'm weak,
2: I am strong right. in Christ. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean the the exactly what you've said. The purpose of fasting is, is to sacrifice and it's a sacrifice of either food, time, things that are important to you. Mm-hmm. It can be a meal. It can be time on a TV or a device or, but it's something that costs you something that you want to give to the Lord. And, uh, you know, and it during that time that you can commit that time to, you know, seeking the Lord, to praying. Mm-hmm. Um, and exactly what you said, you know, it's just that drawing close to the Lord. Um, and it's something that you've cut out of your life you know, to present to the Lord, to seek the Lord on. And uh, I think that's some of the most valuable times. And, you know, I think God looks at, you know, at our lives when we do fast, at really the cost. And, And for everyone, that can be something different. But it is something that God values and that God uses. And it is something that God absolutely, you know, brings his power through. We find, you know, as Ryan was sharing before, that when people were being tormented, you know, by demons that the disciples went and they prayed, but nothing happened. And so they came to Jesus and they said, you know, Lord, what happened? And he says, some of these oppressions and things that that people are going through only come out through prayer and fasting. We are in a battle and prayer is great, but I think what brings in, you know, even more of God's presence and power is when we kind of step out of the way and that's what that fast is and we want more of the Lord. Breaking strongholds. That's another thing.
2: Another reason why I was fasting not too long ago is because, I was getting like anxiety. I was getting spiritual warfare. You know, when I get spiritual warfare, I get anxiety sometimes and and different things. And I was just like, man, I need to get rid of this stuff. But it wasn't going away. So what happens? Boom, stop eating. Right. I'm like, let's go to the spirit. Boom, that's war in the spirit. Therefore, now I'm praying. I'm reading. The flesh is gone. And dude... It breaks strongholds. Absolutely. And that's that's awesome that you brought up that verse because it is true that those demons, that demonic stuff, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of darkness of the unseen world. It's the spirit realm of the warfare, light and darkness. And those things, whether we like it or not, since we don't see demons in front of us or whatever, there's demons around us and we could have that spiritual warfare. And to boy, right. to break it, sometimes prayer doesn't work. We got to go deeper like Jesus right. says and we need to pray and fast because we have to break strongholds exactly
1: you know as as you were sharing that that. i was just thinking about you know where saul was being tormented and you know if you're listening maybe you're going through depression oppression and and um you will find a great change in your life i think a, a great fast is maybe to fast from the world's music of of things that are bringing you down or things that are singing about lyrics that are really you know fleshly and but But when King Saul was going through depression and oppression, David began to play spiritual songs, what the Bible calls Psalms. And when he began to play, all that demonic activity stopped. And I think sometimes even changing Mm -hmm. the tune that you're listening to from things that tear you down to things that build you up, that bring in the presence of God, that is something that is good, that is Pleasant and that is spiritually nourishing to you of you know I'm gonna fast from what the world wants to put in my ears and I want to really listen to what God has You know a song in my heart going along with that, you
2: know You said the worship that calm down King Saul
3: mm-hmm.
2: I what I've been trying to do a lot lately is that even if I'm just chilling at the house doing whatevs I'll, I'll have like, you know, I got my phone I put the Pandora and I put the worship station and I just have it playing Right. Yeah. So I just have the worship.
3: Backdrop. Yeah.
2: It's just I have worship just in the room happening. Mm-hmm. May, I might not be listening to it. Right. But dude, you could tell that just peace. It because Yeah. It's 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 the spirit. We're dealing in the spirit. We're spirit beings.
3: Exactly.
2: Even though it feels like you know, if I have the worship on, it's not doing anything. It does. Absolutely. Right. The Bible says sure. so. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So what do you have to say about fasting, Melinda? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well. For me it's uh I I guess I learn about it more when I teach my kids and they're always asking because of um, Lent for Catholics just came up and they're like their friends are Catholic so they have the ashes on and everything and they're like I'm going to give up something and I'm like okay like you need to give up something that's going to cost you cuz like you know one of my kids I'm going to give up target and I'm like okay what <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, but I'm like something that's going to cost you something. They're like chocolate. I'm like, you guys don't like chocolate. So that doesn't work.
2: Ireland said chocolate. Ireland said Target.
3: No, Skylar did. (laughs) 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 So, you know, trying to teach them that it has to cost you something. You know what I'm saying? It's something and you just don't give up something that you don't that you do once a week or that you do once a month. But it's something that is your daily routine that is going to make a difference. And for me, it's like, you know, trying to teach them, Okay, this is this is how you become closer to the Lord. This is how you truly come into his presence. And at your age, that is still what you need to do. Like, it's not like, oh, you're too young. This is when you need to start, because this is how you start your habits. This is how you start getting in tune with the Lord. And this is what's going to carry you through your life. And so for me, you know, all these things that I've read in the Bible for years, I've been a Christian for a long time. It just comes even more into play because now I'm teaching it to my kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You take it all in, but if you don't ever expound it out, then yeah. sometimes it doesn't really hit or it doesn't mean anything. So to go out and to be able to teach it to somebody else, then it's like, oh, that's how you do it. Or yes, I get it now. But it's, it's simple. You know what I'm saying? It's so simple. When you're going through something that's really hard in your life, it's like, okay, Lord, like, I'm just going to fast whatever like for me it would be like my Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I have it every single morning, just one, one a day. But if I, but when I'm like, okay lord, like I have to that is like giving something up for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that hey, would be coffee. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that would be like that's major for, sure. for me. So that's where, you know, that's where I go. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it's not like this big thing like oh days and days and days, you know? And I've done it where I've just done like juice. I've juiced all day and mm-hmm. that's it. You know what I'm saying? No. But it doesn't have to be like, you know, meals or whatever. It's just something that is going to affect you. Your flesh, you're denying your flesh. It's denying your flesh of something. Whatever that is that's important to you, that's it. It's the n- denial of
1: flesh. I like a statement that I heard that said that fasting is a way of, you know, stopping the trash so you can receive the treasure. Mm. You know, it's it's stopping the things that will trash your life and really asking for God to pour himself in and through and even, you know, on behalf of someone that's going through, you know, uh, a hard time, even the Starbucks, you know, and stuff that as we're there, you know, a, a fast could be even, even, you know what, Lord, I'm going to deny this and perhaps donate that money to, right, you know, to a missionary mm-hmm. or to someone who's in great need or, um, but, you know, it's really asking more for, for, you know, what the Lord wants.
2: Exactly. It definitely stops the trash because it literally stops the flesh yep. immediately. Yep. Yep. For sure. Let's go ahead and uh t- oh, we got we gotta call this to go ahead and take this. We're gonna take uh Chris from El Monte. What's up, Chris? You're listening live with Ryan Reese. What's your question tonight? What's up, you guys? Hello, crack a a lacking. Yeah. Uh like,
0: you know, my question is, you know, uh you know, when I was in the world, uh I had this friend that was always, you know, trying to speak to me about God, but you know, I was persecuting him all the time, you know, and I was against him. But now I finally gave my life to Jesus Christ about a month ago.
2: Dope, man. Awesome. And, Right on.
0: And, yeah, and I did, and I called him up, you know, to tell him and all that, that, you know, I'm sorry for all the things I've done and all that. And he told me something that—this is this is kind of my, my question right here. He told me this, that uh, I forgive you, but I won't forget, because what you did to me hurt me a lot. So I kind of like—I felt like I kind of like—I uh, didn't understand later on that, because— I, I know that Jesus Christ, when He forgives, He doesn't remember your sin no more. So yeah. I'm thinking, why? Why is the why is He not? You know, that's what I want to know. So what does that mean? Doesn't that show like it's still not forgiving or something?
2: Yeah, that's or, that's, that's, that's that's still that's not true forgiveness. Nate, you want to take this? Sure. Should the guest in exactly. studio tonight?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the question, Chris. And you know, uh, we are the thing you have to remember is uh, we are a work in progress and that your friend uh you know for that period of time uh you know knows Christ and he was probably hurt by you know by the things that were said and and he, I'm sure he is excited about your commitment to Jesus in your life right. um and so right. you know what you want to do right now is continue to to live for the lord you want to continue to definitely uh renew and to bless your friendship to let him know um that you care about him and that you know that uh most important that you would ask and hope that, that, you know, through his walk with the Lord, that he would be able to forgive, um, you know, the things that were said. And you know what, the most important thing is that you've given that to the Lord and, you know, the, the responsibility now leans on him, but don't hold that against him um, to say, well, if you're not going to forgive you know, me, then I'm not going to forgive you. So, you know what? You know what? I've given my heart to the Lord and I've asked you to forgive me. And I'm going to pray for you that, that God would give you the forgiveness to forgive me and help me to move on um, from the situation. And you know what? You continue to, to be a friend. You continue to to love on him and to show him that, you know, God has really changed your life. And you know what? God will do that work through his spirit in in your friend's life.
2: Right on. Exactly. Well, thanks for calling tonight, Chris. Good good job, sir. Yeah. All right. Well, (laughs) let's let's take, uh, you want to take question four?
3: Yes. So um, we had this question come in. And earlier, um, I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago, Sean was uh, talking about speaking in tongues. And it doesn't mean rambling like a crazy person, but instead speaking in a language that is isn't native to you share the gospel to someone in their own native language so basically she's wanting to know like truly what is speaking in tongues like you know you're not you're rambling I mean you're not rambling Mm -hmm. sorry you're not rambling but you're speaking in a foreign tongue whatever that is you're speaking in this foreign tongue so she's just you know the process of speaking in tongues like when is it like appropriate and how does it happen? And, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You, you know? want to tell
2: you what happened with me?
3: Let's hear yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, let's hear uh, Oh, a wait. Lot. No,
3: you already to- you talked about <coughs> did it. Did I already say it? Yeah, when you're in the car, right?
2: No. Oh. Uh, but it when, did happen to you in the car? Uh, nope. No? That's when I got baptized with oh, the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. Go on. When I started <laughs> speaking in tongues, I was at Coachella. No, I'm just checking. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Okay, so what did it happen to you? No, I was uh, I was going through the um, Chuck Smith um, Holy Spirit series about right. tongues and and pr- you know all, all the different you know gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I was laying in bed at night and I was g- going through the Bible study and I was going through the tongues part, and he basically started talking about how the gift of tongues is a it's a it's a it's a, it's a heavenly language, and um, you know you got to be baptized you know you have people pray for you that you will be uh, that you will. Get the gift of the Holy Spirit, or, or ask God, or you right. can ask God for the gift, Right. and then basically how you just step out by faith. But what he was saying is that the gift of tongues is a a language to edify. It's it's to edify yourself, to build or to edify to build yourself. It's like it's it's a tongue. how do I explain it? It's um, is it to edify yeah. yourself? It's yeah, tongue, you can, yeah. The, just,
1: the we find in the in the book of Acts that uh, tongues was a language. So in the book of Acts chapter two, there's two places I I tell you to, for those of you listening, Acts chapter two tells us the first time uh, that we see tongues in it. It says that in Acts chapter two, um, that there was a sound that occurred and that everyone uh, that was there, that the multitude gathered, they were confused because they heard people speak in their own language. And so Uh, The word in the Greek there is glossielia, that that tongues is not a a gibberish or or people repeating the same. It is a specific language and that all those who were witnessing people speaking in a tongue heard the scripture says that they were glorifying God. Um, And so the purpose of tongues is to glorify the lord it speaks mm-hmm. of the lord it's not speaking uh, of other people and it also is to edify uh, the saints it is to build up and so it is it is god's spirit way of number 1 we know of of praying uh, and number 2 of bringing glory to the lord uh, and so that's what we find in the book of acts it also says concerning the gift of tongues in 1st corinthians chapter 14 that There is another gift called interpretation. Mm -hmm. So if someone does speak in tongues in a church service or uh, in public, and there's not someone there to interpret, people are going to say, what's going on? I don't understand. Mm. Some people may even think it's crazy. Right. So Paul says, you know, that, that if you're going to speak in tongues, that there needs to be an interpreter who can interpret. And interpretation, you may not have, if you have the gift of interpretation, you may hear a language that you don't even know, but God has given you the ability to interpret. And it would be either something that would be a prayer or specific to glorifying the Lord. Uh,
2: and it seems like, too, like when... Like for instance, the way I use the gift of tongues is like, if if I'm if I need to speak to God but I don't really have the words to yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what right. I was trying to say earlier. Is like yeah, yeah. Or if I'm going through like some tough times or whatever it is, then I just I just start I'll start speaking in tongues. When to it's God, beyond right? words, yes. it's beyond words. It just but God translates yes. it. It speaks to the spirit yes. to God, and He knows. It, it also right. says
1: that the spirit. You know, utters groanings, and, right. and it's Just exactly glasses, what you said right yes. yeah, now. When, when we don't have the words, when you when you are, Lord, I, I there's so much in my heart that I, I don't have the words. That there are these groanings. There there can mm-hmm. be a tongue that is is that God is using uh, to intercede and to you know be involved in that situation.
3: So if you if you have the gift of speaking in tongues, and you're in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Like, little, 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 little. let's rewind. So, someone starts speaking in tongues in a crowd. If there is no one there to interpret it, could you say that that person doesn't have the gift? Does there always? I guess my question is: Does no, there some, always have to be an interpretation as someone is going to speak in tongues in a crowd? I know at home it's a completely different story. Yeah,
1: he the, the scripture says that if someone speaks in tongues, there should be someone there to interpret. Uh, if a person speaks in tongues and there is no interpreter mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the person doesn't have the gift of okay. tongues it means that the that the people that are there are not going to understand or think that that person is is potentially Okay there, there are people
2: that know they have the gift of of interpretation like I know like 3 people at our right. at our church that have the gift of uh interpretation of tongues so like when we did that we we uh we did like a prayer meeting not too long ago at our church and um I Called up and said, hey, if God's giving you a tongue to speak, come up and speak mm-hmm. in tongues. Mm-hmm. The guy spoke in tongues. And two ladies came up and gave the translation, the same translation, in my ear when we were doing the prayer right, time. Right. Uh-huh. They gave me the same translation. Two ladies I didn't know. Right. And then one of my other friends, which is a younger girl, she got the interpretation that night. Wow.
3: She got the gift wow. of
2: of interpretation. Lauren Rankford. Re- oh, wow. That night, she got it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So... So I've been in situations where that happens mm-hmm. and then I've been in situations where, you know, you could you could speak it, but then there's people that like that night, the first actually all three girls that interpreted it mm-hmm. were too scared to get up and say it. They came uh, up because I said, Whoever heard that in right. English, come up and repeat that. Right. And basically, no one came up because everyone was scared. Right,
3: right. You know, because, you know, there yeah. was
2: like, you know, 1,400 people there. This is right, in our right. normal church service. Yeah. So uh, after, when we were doing the laying the hands and praying for people, they gave the interpretation. Oh, we're at we're break. break. We're coming back. Yes. With the tongues. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: More live with Ryan Reese coming no, no. up. Uh, Is everything all right? Sure. Call now one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say We're, Tijuana. We're
2: oh. back live. I, I was just watching my Facebook feed, Whittier. What else? Uh, Tijuana. <laughs> no, that was David. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Little, uh, Australia. Man, everyone's from everywhere. This is sick. All right. Cool, man. Well, I would touch the screen and see where else everyone was from, but I almost broke the camera last exactly. time. Exactly. All right. So we were talking about the tongues. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the tongues and we were talking about, what, where, where did we end that note?
3: Well, I was just asking Nathan because I just want people to understand the order of tongues. Yes, because I can, it can get to where it's crazy, and you know where people don't understand, and then they think it's like something that's not normal. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But it is a gift from God, and so there has to be order yes. when it is performed, or what yes. I don't want to say performed because it's not really the right word. But you no, know what no, I'm, I'm saying yeah. when it happens yes. is what I want to say. Yeah. So I just want the listeners out there to understand that. You know, it's not out of order when people speak in tongues. It's just not something that's crazy and everyone's like doing this and doing that. But there is an order to it. Correct? Yeah. So
2: like if you're like a Pentecostal church, you can walk in and it's like everyone's like just going bonkers. It gets wild. Like if you feel uncomfortable, it's like out of control.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I think tongues is probably one of the the most misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Um, And because it's misunderstood, because people, you know, may not be uh, studying, you know, God's word concerning that area. It can be a very abused area in the church, which brings a lot of confusion. Mm -hmm. The purpose of tongues was not to bring confusion in in Mm -hmm. the book of Acts. It was to bring order. It was to bring, uh, you know, Glory to the Lord, because mm-hmm. the the things that they they, that they heard speaking and were being interpreted, mm-hmm. it says everyone heard that tongue in their own language, and they began to to hear the wonderful praises uh, of God. And so, um, you know, Paul wrote there in Corinthians that the order that's to happen in the church. Is that people are to speak in order with interpretation so that people can be in agreement and say, you know, yes and amen and be in agreement and understand what is happening. If someone walks into a church and hears, you know, 20 people speaking in tongues and it's the first time they're coming in there, um, it can be very confusing scary. Not going to not go into it. Yeah, scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, I
2: talked to Odin Fong recently about, the, you know, how the Holy Spirit was moving back in the hippie oh, movement right. and all that stuff and, you know, how, how they were doing their afterglows because they would just be. You know he was Chuck Smith's worship leader for Evs, and basically they they they'd be just uh, starting a a normal church service on a Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. Sunday, whenever it is, and he says during worship they're playing the songs, he might just stop and just let and just say hey we're just gonna wait, and then all of a sudden someone will get up and speak in tongues. Mm -hmm. Then if no one trans like if someone has a translation go go ahead and speak it, if no one translates. Then they go okay. We're, there's no, there's not an interpreter. Not an interpreter. We're going to move on. Yes. Right. And then someone would get up and have a word of knowledge. Right. And then sometimes someone would translate or whatever. And then mm-hmm. they keep moving on, or they would do it after the service right. or whatever. Here's an interesting story. You know, David Zamora. I don't know if I've, I might have said this on the show or not, but David Zamora told me a story about one time when he was at his church, and it was like a Sunday morning, I think. And it was, uh, he was sitting in the front row, you know, getting ready to go speak. I don't know what service it was, and then all of a sudden in the middle of like one of the songs or the last, the last song, mm-hmm. right when it ended, this girl in the front row gets up and raises her hands up in the air. And she starts speaking in tongues, you know, doing her mm-hmm. thing. Da, 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 da. And he's sitting there and he's, I cause like they're, they're, they're praying. Like his eyes are closed. They just got to worshiping, And he's like, God, what is, what do I do with this girl right now? This right, is right, crazy. Right. Sunday morning. Yeah. I'm just supposed to go up and speak. This girl's like standing up in the front row, st- or or actually no sorry she wasn't speaking in tongues she was praying she uh, was praying out loud. loud just gets up and starts praying oh lord and she's like just praying out right. loud he's like what is this girl doing she's praying out loud What? Right. how do i dress? this this is like she's causing a scene right and god goes he goes go up there and repeat what she said and he's like what right he's all god's i'll go up there and repeat what she said or else i'm never going to use you like this again he walks up and goes up and repeats the prayer that she said. Then he teaches the Bible, said so he walks off stage. And then one of the guys goes, dude, that was awesome. You interpreted the the, the tongues that girl was speaking.
3: Wow. wow. So
2: Ian, I messed up the story. Right, yeah, you did. So basically, <laughs> let me repeat this. They're in the service. Sunday morning. The worship ends. This girl stands up and raises her hands and starts praying out loud in front of everyone and he's going, What the heck is going on? How do I address this? This right. girl's praying, this is crazy. Like it's kinda out of order. Yeah. And then the God goes, Go up and repeat exactly what she just said. And he's like, No, I'm not gonna go repeat the stupid. Right. Do it or else I'm never going to use you like this Mm. again. Mm. And he goes up and says the prayer and it was an interpretation. He heard it in English. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Sick, huh? Yeah, that is. You Nathan,
3: you remember the afterglows we saw at West Covino, right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Uh
1: What was that like? Uh, When was that? What year was this? Um, I mean, this was back in the—well, when I was there, which would have been the late 80s, mm-hmm. uh, early 90s. And it was a time where people would gather on a Saturday night or Sunday uh, night after service, and uh, people would come. They would worship the Lord, um, and, you know, people were there just uh, ministering to the Lord. Um, and people at that point, uh, they would give instruction before the service on, on the review— um, actually pastor Jesse would be the one to review the, uh, given a, a teaching on the gifts of the spirit and how they are to be conducted. And then they, I mean, God would move. Yeah. People would, would be speaking in a tongue. There would be interpretation. There'd be a prophecy. There'd be a word of knowledge. Epic. Um, yeah, it was, it was incredible. There would even be a, a, a calling out, you know, of repentance, you know, there mm-hmm. and, and, uh, people would get up right. and say, I'm I'm that person, and they they repent, and it was a tremendous time. Mm-hmm. That needs to come back 100. percent Yeah, I was going to say, I'm
3: going to I'm going to go out on a limb right now, and I'm going to say that I feel like that's what's missing in the church today. I feel like we're trying to control the way people worship, the way they pray, the way they receive the gifts, the way they use the gifts. When we don't allow them to just be in it. You know what I'm saying? And yep. use them as God has called them to use them. You know, it's like, like that was a perfect example of your story. Like if someone stands up in church, everyone freaks out like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What's this person going to do? But I mean, how do we not know that God is calling them to do this? And then we're going to quench the spirit? We're going to tell them to sit down? You know what I'm saying? When, you know what, I believe that God or the Holy Spirit's going to move in the way that he wants to move and we can't control it and we can't be like, okay, well, this is how it works. There is no map of it. There is no path that you take to do any of these gifts. So I think that we have to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit in the way that he's going to move in the way that he's going to use the individual's gifts.
2: Absolutely. People get scared, but you know what, I feel like Calvary Chapel came from this whole move of obviously the teaching of the word of god they've perfected that they were moved with the holy spirit back in the day and amazing things were happening that was the whole yes. birth of the movement but i feel like calvary chapel's got a little stale in that 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 holy spirit side personally i mean i'm a, i'm 100% mm-hmm. calvary chapel and i'm all i'm 100% about the holy spirit and the gifts and i allow uh time sometimes when god moves in, in, in at service on sunday nights i open it up for the gifts to move recently a couple of weeks ago You know, I was getting got done teaching and I just felt like God was like, I want to move right now. So I basically, the band was playing. I told everyone to just stop. I told the bands, I said, just stop the music completely. Cause they were kind of doing like the little song, like, Mm. you know, they do that back. I'm like, stop that silence. Let's just let, see what God wants to do. And next thing you know, you just start, you start hearing weeping. People just, the Holy Spirit starts falling on people. I'm not saying nothing. I just get out of the way. I just kind of sit back. The band stops. And we just sit and wait. Yeah. And you just start hearing people start weeping and crying. And then in the front row or like a little ways back, you hear this one girl. And I hear that I hear her tongue starting to come in. Da, 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 da. And I hear she's crying, bawling. Cry, tongues, tongues is coming through her, mm-hmm. but she's crying. You could tell like she's crying so much, but she's trying to speak in tongues. And the tongue starts getting louder and louder and louder. And then it builds. And the Holy Spirit, God was just literally just like, Ryan, just don't do nothing. Just I'm moving right now.
1: And I think, yeah, just as you're sharing, I think one of the one of the, I think everything you shared is, is very valuable. and that, I think what people need to realize too in in the church today is that, you know, a prayer meeting and afterglow mm-hmm. is so many times they they go to church and they hear the message and. They are receiving, mm-hmm. but right. in an afterglow, they are responding to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's what's missing because they are being convicted. God is speaking to them. They are, and when God's spirit moves in that still small voice, mm-hmm. in that quietness, through that gift, it's a time for that person now to respond to the Lord. And that is something that that you know we need to see more of in the right. church today. I agree. It's I, a beautiful thing. I absolutely. It's yes. the move of the Spirit. Yes. And,
2: Dude, I'm telling you, like when this was happening and then after the girl gets done speaking, I wait after she gets done, I just said, "Hey, if you heard this in English, translate it." And then the translation was uh, uh, "Holy, holy is the God, Lord Almighty." Uh, I think it was, it was some, I think it was that. I can't remember. I wrote it down. Or something but it like was that. it was a, it was a yeah, it was that mm-hmm. translation. Mm-hmm. So they she translated it and then someone got a word of knowledge and it just it was just happening slowly. But in order, and And there was nothing weird. And then after I do the altar call, hey, who wants to get saved? And a bunch of people get saved. It was like, and then Holy Spirit's like, okay, it's His work. And then we ended it, and everyone was just like clapping, like this was amazing. And you know, it's I don't, I just I'm led by the Spirit. I don't just do it every time, you know. I just when God wants, Mm -hmm. I feel like He leads. I do it, and then if not, okay, whatever. But these are things that are in the Book of Acts, right? I'm I'm so focused on living the book of Acts because we don't, like we were talking in, a, you know, that other show we did, Nathan. Yep. We don't want to become institutionalized. Exactly. Institutionalized is like, okay, well, this is the way we do church. We're going to do the three songs. Then we're going to do the worship or we're going to do the, uh, what do you call it, the offering. And then we're going to mm-hmm. give the 30-minute message because we want to make sure we're right. on time. Exactly. And then we're going to end it. Dude, our services, you know, we go from an hour and a half to two hours. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> we, don't, yeah. we don't care. And guess what? No one's leaving. Right. You know? No one's leaving. Yeah. I literally have to say, okay, it's over. Go get your kids. We got to right. get out of mm-hmm. here. Exactly. Let Need me give
3: out the before. number one again. It's 888-564-6173. Call in with all your questions. We're here. We're going to answer any question you have. So let's go to one of the questions.
2: And, you know. What? Tongues. Just to be clear, tongues <laughs> is just one of our questions that we had tonight. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's the least
1: of the gifts. Love right. is the number one. Right. Yes. But tongues, we were expanding on tongues. So because awesome that point. was the question. The scripture says that if we have all of the gifts and have not love, all of these other gifts that we have are, you know, like a tingling bell. So right. love, love is always the most important thing, um, and the greatest gift you know, that the Lord has given to us. All
2: right. Here we go. We're gonna take Rawl. <laughs> Raul.
1: Not my dad Raul.
2: No. But Raul from El Monte. What's up man? How you doing tonight? You're listening to live with Ryan Reese. What's what's your question?
0: Hello, good evening. God bless all you guys <laughs>
2: Is this Raul Reese? No. <laughs> 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 what's up, man? What's your question tonight, dude?
0: Okay. I have a question. I have a friend, uh he's a Christian, but um he gets he has a job and he gets paid on the table. I just wanna know if that's a sin. You know, she's lying um signed
1: to be lying to his taxes? Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> yeah. And, in, in, you know, Matthew chapter 22, um, they had proposed a question to Jesus and they asked him concerning uh, the taxes. And they said, teacher, we know that you are a true God and teach the way of God in truth. Uh, Nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And that's exactly what your question is tonight. It's Matthew chapter 22, verse 17. And the words of Christ was this in verse 21. Render, therefore, to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God. And so um, we absolutely, you know, as Christians want to do things honestly and uh, and unto the Lord. And so we don't want to cheat, you know, the government and we don't want to cheat the Lord. Uh, so, you know, for, you know, and I know this is a, a difficult subject because people are trying to make ends meet and, and every dollar counts, but you know, what? As, as Christians, we need to trust the Lord. And the scripture tells us that our God shall supply, you know, all of our needs, according to his riches, and glory. And so he will supply for us. And, and when we do what God expects us to do, we commit that to him. You know, we need to trust that he will, you know, do his part, that he will make sure that he provides for us. So, you know, when we start uh, doing things under the table, um, and eventually, we we get caught by the IRS, or we get caught. But it leaves a, a bad testimony, a bad witness, um, and there's consequences to it. So always do things, you know, the way Jesus tells us to, and the way the Word God says. You're always on safe ground when you follow the Word of God. Exactly. Boom,
2: there it is. Thank you for calling tonight. You know, we got some calls coming in about the gifts. I think it's important that we take them since we're okay. on the top. And we got we got Nathan in. I know. We got. Uh, a converted Jew. This is a pure, true Jew. Exactly. It's not. A, it's not a Christian Jew. It's a what do you, what do you there's messianic? A name messianic?
1: A, fi- a fulfilled Jew. A, a fulfilled, fulfilled Jew. Jew. There you go.
2: A fulfilled Jew in studio. So we're going to go ahead and take this uh, question. Did you hang up on Right Rob? here. Yes, I think I hung up on him <laughs> on purpose because the call. <laughs> no, no, on I him.
3: know, but he's still there. Oh, sorry, Rob.
2: Let me hear. Let me hang up on him. Let me see if we got him there. Okay, let's go ahead and take this call from Natalie. Um from La Natty. Po- from where? Right. La Puente. Natty. Hi. Hey, what's up? What's your question tonight?
0: Hey, um, so I have a question that I've been wondering about for a while. Um, how can someone identify the gifts that God gave them?
3: And what w- no go on.
1: I'm not okay. oh. I'm not saying yeah. anything. <laughs> uh well, I think, how is it? I,
2: I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I mean, because it's hard when you're, when you're, when you're acting out your faith, you're living your Christian walk. You don't really know. You, you, it's hard to understand your gifts because it's not like like you could pray for unless you pray for someone to get healed. you're Right. Like, oh gosh, I guess I have the gift of
1: healing. Right. Yeah. Or whatever. How do? How does one identify? Yeah, I think uh, when you first come to Christ and God fills you with the Holy Spirit, I think the first thing that that begins to happen in your life is all of a sudden you have a great sense of conviction. Which means that, uh, you know, the old way you used to live that God now brings conviction into your life. The Holy Spirit is at work. Anytime you read the word of God, you experience conviction and you want to draw closer to the Lord. And as you read through the gifts in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and 14, it, it tells us there, you know, what uh, the gifts are. And I think as you continue to move forward in uh, as a Christian, you know, in prayer, um, and you continue to study the Word of God, that when you are put in situations um, that require that God wants to use you in that he will be faithful to use you in those situations. And so you'll find that when you pray, um, you know, perhaps you prayed for God to touch someone's life, uh, you know, through a healing and the Lord heals, you know, God is always the one who does the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that as we, you know, as, as God may give you a word of knowledge for someone to perhaps warn someone uh, or to give someone counsel through his word, um, or that you have discernment of a situation that is happening, um, or mm-hmm. you, you may have a gift that the Lord has, has made you generous uh, or hospitable. There's, there's a, a number of things that God can use you in. So I think that mm-hmm. as you continue to know the Lord and you continue to be sensitive to the work of the Holy Spirit, you will become very aware of those things. Uh, gifts that the lord has given to you especially you know when you're when you're dealing uh with other people so those gifts are you know to glorify the lord and uh, that god will use you as his hands his feet his heart uh to reach the lives of others but there's all kinds of gifts
2: like the gift of serving right. yes the gifts yes. of helping yes the gifts mm-hmm. of giving yes mm-hmm. um and, and not everybody beca- has besides all the like gifts. The, no exactly. yeah, yeah. You know. and then there's the gift of prophecy right the gift of teaching there's all these different gifts, but sometimes when you think about the gifts, you're like thinking, oh, tongues and visions and mm-hmm. dreams, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, there's the gift of help. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Serving.
1: yeah the, most, the most important gift is, you know, as we know, is to love people. That's the thing that they experience the most, uh, you know, in their life. That is the greatest thing. We had a... Uh, Sometimes that's the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> had, so if you got that gift, yeah. no, you're doing good. <laughs> uh, we had a, a young lady in our church who was kind of just bummed out in life, and she had given her heart to Christ. Um, and she came in to speak to me, and, and she says, you know, I've dropped out of school and my family and all these things. And mm. um, and I, I said to her, what is it that God has put on your heart? What is, what is it that you feel God wants to use your life in? Um, she says the, the only thing in my life, she goes, is I love children. Um, and I said, you know what? I, we prayed and the Lord would send her on the mission field. Mm -hmm. And what do you think God used her to do? To love children. Oh, and the Lord used her to touch the hearts and lives of kids. Um, And this has happened on a number of occasions with with, uh, young people we've had in the fellowship, where when they have committed their hearts to the Lord and they've asked God, you know, Lord, use my life, fill me with your Holy Spirit, baptize me with your Spirit. When he sends you out into that work, you will become profoundly aware of the gifts that he has given you. And sometimes the gifts that he hasn't given you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and seek to really use those things that God has given to you. I had no idea, um, you know, when, when I came to the Lord, um, that I was one day going to be, you know, a pastor and teaching the Bible. Um, and I became aware. I went with, a, with a, another minister from the church to Baldwin Park High School. Um, he would teach mm-hmm. a Bible study there at lunch. And... Uh, I was newly saved. We went uh, to the lunch. And one day on the way to the school, he says, Nathan, I'm going to have you share uh, testimony. I didn't even know a testimony. I thought it was a book in the Bible. So I'm going through my Bible looking for the book of testimony. And I get to the classroom and he says, "Okay, Nathan, stand up and share, you know, testimony. So I says, oh, my gosh, I can't find it. I don't even know where it is. So he started laughing. He says, it's just your story. So I began to share and fumble, and um, I was sweating. And the kids came up after me, and they said, you know, thank you so much for sharing you know, your, your, your story with us. And when I left there, um, I realized, wow, you know, that God could use my life to, to minister to another life. Um, And God would, from there, begin to develop and reveal those things. And so, um, you know, many times God will give you things that you have zero confidence in, you know, that you feel weakened, you know, that he wants to use your heart and your life. So, um, you know, that's what I share with you is love him, follow him, walk with him, and he'll reveal those things to you. Exactly. Well.
2: But. Thank you for calling, Natty. We got a lot of calls, and we have five minutes left. Exactly. So we're going <laughs> ham to hammer through these. Thank you. <laughs> okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys.
2: No worries. Thanks for listening. Thanks okay, for so I'm trying to think. Uh, five, maybe we could just answer this. Yeah. So five is, it says the spirit. If the
3: spirit hasn't given you a gift, given given you a gift, a certain gift, is it okay to still eagerly desire it? Of course.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Keep a- ask, asking. And, you yes. receive, seeking, you will find. Keep asking. Es- exactly. Keep asking, and God will give you gifts in His timing and according to His will. Right. He'll give you the gifts. He's not going to give you a gift that's going to ruin you, right. puff you up, or you know. I, I've I've been praying for a couple different gifts that I don't get. I haven't got, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm ever going to get them. But guess right. what? I keep asking. Yeah. Exactly. Because the Bible tells me so. So keep doing it, and God will give them to you in his timing, whatever he wills. And then here's another question we have from Sarah in Kentucky. It says, can fasting be done in vain or with the wrong motives?
1: And the answer to that to that is absolutely. absolutely. And we find that in uh, the Gospel of Matthew uh, in chapter— uh, six, where he describes the religious leaders that were fasting to put on a show. They would make uh, faces, and so that people would think they are spiritual. It was all about drawing attention to themselves. So, uh, fasting, like prayer, is something between you and the Lord. Um, it is something that is personal, uh, and so uh, you know the the right motive again for uh, fasting is uh, is to come before the Lord. It's your own personal sacrifice to Him. It's it's to you know, to ask him for more of him and, and less of you. So, yeah, can people, you know, fast or pray or give for the wrong motive? The absolute answer is is yes. Uh, we I'm, want to make sure that, you know, we do things unto the Lord, you know, with no expectation of that I'm, you know, that, that I'm doing this because I want something. I'm, I'm doing this unto the Lord because I love the Lord, right. period. Okay, we got two minutes
2: left, and I want to get this other question while yeah, you're yeah.
1: here in sure. studio.
2: Question seven. Ryan shared about a woman speaking in tongues in the church. Why does the Bible say women must remain quiet? How do we justify this in
1: the church? Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. That that is a great question. Um, we find that uh, you know the the answer to this question is it's not a uh, a matter of God choosing you know one over another. The Scripture does have an order. And in this particular uh, situation, if you if you become familiar with how a synagogue operates uh, during this time, men and women were separated there, and so the biblical order was that women were to uh, ask their husbands, and their husbands were to be the ones who were to give the answer. It was an order that was there uh, in, the and, yes, in the Jewish in synagogue in the Jewish synagogue culture. Right? Key. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there, there was a specific order, and so the, the husbands were to deal with with their wives, um, and so this was the the problem. Is those were were circumventing the order uh, that God uh, had there. So uh, it was not to limit men or women specifically or anybody from from operating in the gifts that God had given to them, but it was to keep a biblical order there uh, of what the Lord had. Boom.
2: There you go. And just for the note. <laughs> When we do our studies at the end, we open it up for afterglows when the Lord leads, and we do everything in order. And you know what? Hey, come out exactly Sunday night at Shine in Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar every Sunday night, and it's going down. So we have about a minute left. They're all right. So I think I'm just going to plug the uh, the Hoosiers yes. because the whosoever's movement is sick. We started about nine years ago, and we're touring high schools and we're giving the gospel. And uh, we use the show to actually disciple the kids as they call in. And you can find out more about the movement at whosoevers.com. We got sick product. We make from socks, T-shirts, girls, apparel, guys' apparel, skateboards, water bottles, coffee mugs, you name it, we make it. And you can find it all there at whosoevers.com. If you want to hear past shows, you could go to ryan-reese.com and get our past archive shows or even catch some of the old-school shine bible studies from the weeks past we love you thank you for coming on and thank you for coming on yes
0: this has been live with ryan reese to connect or find out more about ryan click on ryan-reese.com check us out next saturday at 9 p.m for live with ryan reese